today on Transforming Life. And so they're here in the midst of the Christmas story. There's sickness and disease. Amen. One of the most urgent human needs is physical health. Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory in Alexandria, Virginia, a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making organization with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message. Father, in Jesus' name, we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. We bless you, Lord, that you will speak to us and through us. Encourage our hearts. Minister life unto your people. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. You are a good God. You are a faithful God. You are a loving Father. Thank you, Lord, for giving your people hearts to believe, minds to understand, and wills to obey. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. I read a story of a, a lady who uh, uh, sought spiritual help because she had gotten married and for years she could not have a normal relationship with her husband. For some reason, she just couldn't fully give herself to, to him. She loved her husband but she couldn't stand for him to be close to her or to be intimate with her. As you can imagine, this was causing a lot of problems and was destroying their relationship. She tried to change, but she could not. So she decided to seek God and to seek help. She asked God, what's wrong with me? Why, can I, why am I acting this way? Why can't I be a normal wife? One day as she was sleeping, she had a dream. And it, it reminded her of something that had happened in her past a long time ago. In her dream, she saw herself swimming in a swim, swimming pool, and several boys came and sexually assaulted her. She was so angry and so filled with hatred towards those boys that she began to scream, I hate you, I hate you, and I will never allow another man to touch me as long as I live. When she awoke, she realized that all of this anger had been deep within <coughs> her heart. And the enemy, the devil, had been using it to destroy her life and her relationship. It was buried deep within inside her. And it was affecting everything about herself and her relationship. And many years later, even though she had uh, moved on in her life and gotten married, she just couldn't allow her husband to touch her. She recognized that she needed to forgive. She recognized that this problem of unforgiveness was still a deep-seated root in her heart and it was causing pain and creating a lot of height in her heart. She went to God and she said, God, you know this wasn't right. You know this was hard. You know these boys, what they did to me, and it's, it's so painful. But yet I realized that I, the only way that I can be delivered is to release them and forgive them. And she made a decision to forgive. And she forgave them. Interestingly, as soon as she did that, she realized that she was able to enjoy a healthy relationship with her husband. 
She couldn't change what had happened. She couldn't change uh, uh, um, her life based on just medicating the fruit of it or the outward sign. She had to go deep within her heart and deal with the roots. And many times in our lives, there are situations and, 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 and things that happen in our lives that are deep-rooted in us, and the devil uses those things to bind us or to hinder us or to create a reproach for us. And eventually, the plan of the enemy is to destroy your life. Amen. We are continuing our series that we started because of Jesus. I told you the last time that when we minister, we minister, we said you have purpose because of Jesus. And we told you five, share with you five principles concerning purpose. We said that purpose is dependent upon your connection with God. We told you also purpose is empowered by your favor with God and with people. We told you that purpose is driven by purpose itself. We told you that purpose is accomplished by the power of the Holy Spirit. And last but not the least, we told you that purpose is sustained through your submission to God's will. Amen. Using the story of Mary, amen, and we show you how God was able to use Mary in order to bring forth the Christ child because Mary received a purpose from God and allowed God to work in and through her. Amen. Today we want to teach on another topic concerning because of Jesus, and that is, you are healed because of Jesus. Say to your neighbor, say, you <coughs> are healed because of Jesus. We want to emphasize how God is able to reach to you and heal your deepest hurt and your deepest pain. And we see in this story that we read about Zachariah and, and Elizabeth that deep within this godly family that there was a hurt and a pain that was ravaging them and it was a prayer that they were seeking God for on a regular basis because when the angel came to him, the angel said, God has answered your prayers. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. And so we'll share with you five principles. And let's look at the, the principles Amen. Number one, want to share with you concerning the source of sickness and disease. You see, when you understand the source of sickness and disease, then you will be able to deal with it and take authority through the name of Jesus to, be, to make sure that God gave you the victory. The second thing we want to share with you and, and reinforce to you that God is healer. Amen. He is your healer. He is the one who wants to deliver and set you free. Amen. The third thing we want to share with you, the principle, is that the healing power of God flows towards you because of Jesus Christ. It was because of Jesus that we are healed. And we can appropriate healing because of our connection with Jesus. And last but not the least, <coughs> our faith and our confession play very important part. In, our, in the role of our healing. So let's look at this, uh, uh, these different principles closely. Number one, Satan is the source of sickness and disease. Look at Luke chapter 1 verse 7. Look at the passage that we read. The Bible says in Luke chapter 1 verse 7, But they had no child because Elizabeth, 
was barren, and they were both well advanced in years. Amen. Uh, here was a family, a, 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 a godly family, a priest and his wife, who were, were, were loving God and serving God and ministering to God, and yet deep within that family, there was a pain. They had been married for years. And because of their, their relationship, they had tried, amen, they had tried to have a child, and over and over it had come out short. The Bible records that Elizabeth was barren. Barrenness at the time, or even now, barrenness is, is still looked at in many places as a, a, as a taboo, as a situation, as if, uh, in that time, they, they, they look at it as if, there was a curse on your life, or there was a, a, a problem with the wife. Amen. And this woman was barren. She wanted to have a child. She got married, and one of the, the greatest benefits was to getting married was to, to leave her in <coughs> for, for her husband. But yet, we see that the Bible tells us that she was barren. She could not. I'm sure there was a conversation in their family on a regular basis. I'm sure there was a, a, a reason for the prayer on a regular basis. I'm sure there was a, a thought, thing that we were taught, uh, uh, talk about, the, the, the neighbors were talking about them, uh, I mean, pointing fingers <coughs> to them because over and over we find out uh, uh, in, in, in other people's lives in the scripture how when there was a barrenness, uh, a situation with barrenness that, that the people began to point towards uh, 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 um, the family as if something is wrong. Amen. We, we saw in the, in the life of, uh, of Hannah, we saw in the life of Rachel, we saw in the life of Sarah, in the life of Rebecca. All the time there was a barrenness in the family. There always there was a reproach. And even in Elizabeth's own life, we see later that she mentioned, God has redeemed me and delivered me from my reproach. Amen. And so, yeah, in the midst of the Christmas story, there's sickness and disease. Amen. One of the most urgent human needs is physical health. In our society today, many people, their minds are distorted. Disease and suffering are rampant. Despondency and dissolution Rains, hospitals are run over. Sometimes even psychiatrists and psychologists are even bewildered as their patient because they don't know what to do. Sickness and disease is a major problem. It ravage lives, it steal your time, steal the time of your family, steal your energy, steal your resources, destroy your life and destroy your body. Sickness and disease. Consistently, a main majority of people and psychologists sometimes have said that majority of people or most of the sickness and disease that people face is because of psychological things. And sometimes because of psychological uh, uh, behavior, sometimes we transmit sickness, physical sickness, and spiritual and mental problems to our physical bodies and will cause problems. We are not able to accomplish the, the, the things that God wants us to accomplish. Even with the advancement of technology and medical science, yet there are many sickness and disease nowadays that they, they 
people just medicate. Amen? There's no cure. It's considered incurable. They just medicate, give you medication just to keep you steady. But I want, I, 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 I'm here to give you good news. Many people are exhorted by physical sickness and, sick and disease. The symptoms continue to appear. Uh, appear. Sometimes people, people are, 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 are open to just accept sickness and disease as a normal form of their lives. Okay, when they get attacked by a sickness or a disease, they realize, uh, oh, they run to the hospital, the doctor write them a medication, and they just run to the uh, uh, um, pharmacy without even checking. Because they, they assume that this is a normal thing to do. Many assume that God is the one who is allowing them to, to uh, uh, be sick. God is somehow putting sickness and disease upon them because of some kinds of mystical or, uh, 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 purpose in their lives. Okay, God wants to, to, to show them or humble them. And sometimes the, the mindset, even in the body of Christ, is that God gave sickness and disease in order to humble people. But that is further from the truth. Jesus himself said, sickness and disease is from the devil. He says, the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Amen? God wants to provide us with health. Amen? You see, the Bible tells us, when the devil comes to steal, he steals your health, he steals your resources, he steals your time, he steals your relationship, he steals everything, and he wants to kill you because by, the, uh, by, by, by robbing you of these different things, his ultimate plan is to destroy you. When God created Adam and Eve, God gave them specific instruction. They were created with perfect health. They were created with good uh, 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 relationship. They were created with, with strength and stamina. There were no sickness and no disease in the, bar, in the garden of Eden when God created them. But God gave them one instruction. Enjoy the garden. Enjoy all of the trees in the garden. But the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, don't eat. And Satan deceived Adam and Eve and asked them a, a, a question by persuading them to disobey God. And because Adam and Eve agreed and, and, and sided with the devil by uh, discounting the word of God, death reigned. And when death comes, there is a deterioration of the body, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally. Sickness and the disease is the result of the fall. Satan deceived Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve disobeyed God, and as they disobeyed God, God has said in the, the, the day that you eat of this tree, you shall die. Hallelujah. God said to Zacharias, your prayers have been heard. Now that means Zachariah and Elizabeth had been praying for years for God to intervene. Now I don't know why God took a long time to, to, to intervene, but God did intervene. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. God's timing is not our timing. God's intervention is not the time.
And sometimes that's why we miss it. Amen. The angel said, God has heard your prayers. If you don't pray, God can't hear you. Hello? Amen. Say hallelujah. Amen. And I'm not just talking to the adults, I'm talking to you children too. Young adults too. Seek the face of God. I mean, you're not too small. If you can talk, you can pray. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Amen. God is healer. Look at what he said. He said, God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear a son and shall call his name John. Say John. John. Say John. John. Now, notice what the, the angel was saying to Zachariah. God has come. God has found your situation. And God has come to enter your situation and to change it. That's why he was saying to Zachariah. He said, God knows and heard and he still saw the anguish. He saw it. He has come and he is going to change it. When God appears in your situation, it cannot be the same. Child of God, you need to continue. That's why Paul said, we have need of patience. Because if we do not faint, we will reap. Amen? And, and, and sometimes that's where we miss it. He said, God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, who is considered barren, will have a child. <laughs> Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. You see, if God needs to change the uh, 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 organs or the, 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 the situation or whatever medical reasons is, it was Hillary Elizabeth for having a child, God was able to change it yes. when he came into it. Yes. That's why I want you to know that no sickness and no disease, no incurable, whatever it is that is too hard for our God. If God comes into your situation, God can change it around. Amen. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. But no, notice what he said. He said you sh she shall have a son, and you shall call his name John. Say John. John. Now, last week when we told you, we said, Gabriel said to Mary, you shall have a son and shall call his name Jesus. So both John and Jesus were named by John. I mean by God. God did not give Elizabeth and Zachariah the chance to name their child. Parents normally name their own children, right? But God did not give Zachariah and Elizabeth that opportunity. God also did not give Mary and Joseph that opportunity. God said his name will be John. His name will be Jesus. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Now what does John mean? John means God is gracious. Oh, Say God is gracious. God Say is God gracious. is gracious. God that means is God is looking towards you with favor. Yeah. God is looking towards you to bless you. God is looking towards you to change your situation. God is looking towards you to heal you, to deliver you, to set you free. God is gracious. That's why he said, call him God is gracious. My God is gracious. When God comes in your situation, the grace of God flows to you and change the situation around. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. He is healer. Yeah. He is healer. Mm. He is healer. Yeah. 
around. Deliver the captives. Set at liberty those that are bruised. Remove, uh, uh, cause the blind to see again. He's healer. He's healer. His grace is flowing towards you. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the, the book of Exodus, God announced himself to the children of Israel as the healer. In Exodus chapter 15, verse 25, and he said, I mean 26, he said, I am the Lord who heals you. Amen. Amen. The Bible tells us about Jesus that he himself took our infirmities and bore our sickness and our diseases. By his stripes, we are healed. God is healer. Amen. First John chapter, I mean third John chapter 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all that you will <coughs> prosper and be in health, even as your soul prosper. God is healer. His desire, his plan, his purposes is to heal you. Amen. Yes, sickness and disease is part of this uh, decaying generation, decaying world. And because of sin and, 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 and disobedience, but God is healer. He comes to heal. He comes to change. comes to turn around the situation. comes to bless you. comes to minister. comes to make sure that you experience life. Say hallelujah. He's healer. And he wants to heal you. He's healer, and he wants to, to bless you. He's healer, and he wants you to, to know that when he comes, he changes the situation. Amen. God never intended for his people to suffer pain and disease. That was never a part of God's plan. In fact, when you read all through scripture, God always healed his people when they are obedient to him. And the curse, the Bible says, of disobedience is what brought sickness and disease. Amen? Read Deuteronomy chapter 28. Deuteronomy chapter 28, the Bible says that you will be blessed. You will have a lot of children. You will not be, but there will be no barrenness among you. Amen? But when it comes down to the curses, he says, if you do not disobey the word of the Lord, then curse. And then he names all of the different curses and sickness and disease is part of it. Oh, God is healer. Say God is healer. Say God is healer. Say God is healer. Do not resign yourself to think that whatever you are facing in your life is a normal thing. If it is not of God, you need to resist it with everything. I already told you, sickness and disease is not from God. God will not put sickness and disease upon you to show you, to teach you a lesson. None of us will put sickness and disease on our children if we have the power to do it, to teach them a lesson. Hello? No, we can't do that. And you are not better than God. You will not do that. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is healer. I like it. Look, 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 go, go back to this passage in uh, 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 Luke. He said that, um, hey, you know, his name... You should call his name John, right? <coughs> and then he said, uh, 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 <coughs> excuse me. He said, and you shall have joy. Say joy. Yes. And gladness. Say gladness. gladness. He said, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord and shall neither drink wine nor strong drink. And he shall also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many 
of the children of Israel to the Lord, their God. He will go before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just and to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Amen. Now, thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. But your sins are separating you from God's abundant life. Therefore, he has sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sins so that you can experience forgiveness of sins and redemption from death and destruction. If you will accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you shall be saved and enjoy God's abundant life. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Friends, we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. Please write or email us at Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory, 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandra, Virginia, 22309, or admin at BethelVA.com. We encourage you to join a good Bible-believing church so that you can serve the Lord with other believers. If you live in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. area, we invite you to worship with us at any of our services on Sunday morning at 11 a.m., our contemporary worship service, on Wednesday night at 8 p.m., our Bible study, and on Friday at 8 p.m. at our intercessory prayer meeting. Thank you for joining us, and God bless you. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory. We are located on 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandria, Virginia, 22309. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship. Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible study, and Friday at 8 p.m. intercessory prayer. For more information about Bethel City of Glory and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at BethelCityOfGlory.org or email us at admin at BethelVA.com. Mm -hmm.